three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. everybody thank you so much for listening this is real pineapple this is hunter here happy mother's day hope you're all having a great one uh shout out to my amazing mother uh mom i love you so much hope you're having a great day uh so i've got a quick review here of the uh jr token uh biopic uh token which is directed by uh dom i'm gonna butcher your name sir i am sorry dom uh karukowski I'm going to go with that, uh, who really has done nothing of note. This is really kind of his first big uh, big sort of film here, and it's written by uh, David Gleason, who also really has done nothing, uh, nothing that I've heard of, and then the other guy, uh, uh, the other screenwriter, Stephen uh, Bersford, who went ahead and directed a movie called Pride, but that was about four years ago. So, yeah, really a lot of unknown variables in this. And as far as is this movie great or is it good or is it bad, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, that's really the best way I would describe this. And I think if there is a problem with this movie, this falls. I think it's better than this what I'm about to compare it to, but it falls into that line of uh, Jobs, the uh, Ashton Kutcher, Steve Jobs biopic. It's more on that realm of spectrum where this will be something someone asked me, oh, did you ever see this? I'll go, oh yeah, I I, I did see this, didn't I? Oh yeah, that's that's fine. So let's go through the positives first. Nicholas Holt, who plays J.R.R. Tolkien, Nicholas Holt, I think he's a damn good actor. I really think he's underappreciated and under, very underrated. I thought he was so great in The Favorite. Uh, he was so great in Mad Max, Fury Road. You, you know, you see him in uh, the X-Men films. I think he was, he's been a great Hank McCoy. I loved him in Warm Potties. Uh, the man's a great actor. He really is. I think as far as Tolkien, I think Tolkien would be proud of what? Nicholas Holt did with his performance. I thought he did a damn good job of making Tolkien feel uh, relatable, yet he's striving for greatness and how that does push, inevitably push people away. I thought the chemistry he had with Lily Collins, who plays uh, Edith Bratt, who of course ends up becoming his wife down the road, I thought their relationship was just so well uh, depicted and unlike the, uh, the film The Hustle that I just reviewed, I thought there was really great chemistry between the two of them. And that alone, admittedly, I think the film, if there is a complaint, and this might sound weird, but it does lean a little bit too much on that on that relationship in the sense of the film feels like it feels like it can fall short in other areas because that relationship will be so strong. Um, so... Tolkien himself ends up creating this damn near, you know, his version of the Justice League, but it's for artists, which I thought was a really cool, uh, interesting 
uh, concept. You know, their huge kind of tagline is, here's to changing the world. And I appreciated the way that him and his friends, um, the TCBS is what they call themselves. I thought that that was actually a really cool uh, concept. So uh, Craig Roberts plays uh, plays his friend uh, Sam Hodges. Um, I'm trying to think of the other uh, three guys, um, but yeah, Craig Roberts he plays uh, he plays Sam Hodges. You've got a uh, Ty Tennant who plays a um, well young version of a Christopher Wiseman. You have uh, Jeffrey Sm- uh, Jeffrey Smith, I believe is the other guy, and I I want to say it's one more. I want to say it's maybe Macintosh. I want to say, but um, he's got his three friends, and so. What is cool about watching this movie, you feel they're not beating you over the head with them, I don't think, and I'm going to say something rather controversial. I'm not a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings films uh, or the books. I've read the books through a couple times, uh, once because I just wanted to read them, and the second because I want to make sure I didn't like them, and I just, I'm just not a huge fan. But what is cool about this is that when you see Tolkien fighting in war, uh, World War One. And I think the film does a pretty good job of the spacing in this sense. You do see that not only how war can just fuck with someone's head and how it can really... Um, it brings up something that's not talked about enough. How What happens after the war? You know, what do you do? How do you get back to you know a sense of normalcy? And I think this movie does a good job. Not as much as I would have liked, but it does a good job of at least acknowledging that, hey, you know, things can... Things are rarely the same uh, when you come home uh, than before you leave. And I appreciate the movie really touching on that from a soldier perspective. Uh, I appreciate the fact that him and his friends, they, you know, they have all these plans on changing the world. And how the war, unfortunately, really fucks those plans into uh, oblivion. I appreciate the fact that Tolkien is... He's very driven, but at the same time, what makes him and uh, Lily Collins, uh, Edith, what makes their relationship so fascinating is that Edith is, even in this boy, this boys club that he's a part of, Edith is really the only one that calls him on his shit, and she's almost pit bullish in that sense. She's very tenacious about being on Tolkien, saying, look, you know, basically, like, you don't have to experience greatness by yourself, and... Tolkien is put in a really tough spot. Uh, he's raised by uh, by uh, Father Francis, who's played by Col- uh, Colm uh, Meany. You've seen you've seen him in a lot of stuff. Uh, Last of the Mohicans uh, is what came to mind for me. Um, uh, get him to the Greek. He of course was Jonathan Snow. Um, he, uh, he was in Law Abiding Citizen. This yeah, Layer Cake. He's been in a lot of shit, but. I loved him in this. There's a scene between uh, Father Francis and Tolkien about Edith because Tolkien, his studies are slipping. He's clearly one of those students who is just so smart. He's kind of like, this is, I'm not, I'm not above this, but I don't need to be here. Like, you don't need to be, I guess I would be above it, wouldn't it? But you don't need to teach me this stuff. I know what I need to know. Just give me a pen and pad or you know, give me just, you know, a fountain pen, I guess, in this, <laughs> or a, one of those fancy, a calligraphy pen or whatever. Give me one of those and some paper and let me just write. And Father Francis pretty much tells him, look, you're fucking slipping. You need to get your shit together. And they have this, 
I think, amazing blow-up scene about how Tolkien says he's in love with Edith. Father Francis goes, oh, that's cool. Well, when you're 21, you know, you can go ahead and uh, pursue that, but you're still under my care legally, so you're going to get your ass back to school. And then that leads to another great scene where Tolkien has to really just end things with Edith, and he ends up going to... uh, um, uh, he ends up going to Oxford and just he's got these beautiful women around him and he just can't concentrate because he's still thinking about Edith and I love how the relationship ends up going I really appreciate too that this movie does focus on Tolkien's earlier years you don't get you know Tolkien as an old man which I understand that might be a sticking point with some people about why they don't love the movie and that's completely fine for me i thought it focused on the stuff it needed to without it just kind of hammering me over the head but still really kind of pushing uh pushing the dialogue and everything through um i think what really kept me involved in this not was not just the war scenes but i thought uh dom karoski did a great job with the directing of the film there are just some shots of him and edith just talking it feels almost and again, it's not as great as this movie, but it, it feels almost Benjamin Button-esque in the way it's shot. It has that very kind of old-timey, almost kind of grainy look to it, but it's still so beautifully shot that I really felt engaged the whole time just from the way things were being presented to me. Um, Tolkien himself, I mean, he's very uh, eccentric. It, it, you know, very uh, almost Sherlock Holmes-esque in that sense and how eccentric he is. Um, he just... He is just great in this, and you understand where Tolkien's coming from, but you can understand, too, how a guy like that would just drive you almost nuts, because his friends are, at points, are kind of going, dude, you're kind of pissing us off, but they all know that he's destined for greatness, so it's really interesting to see that dynamic between him and his friends. When he goes to war, and you see him just seeing the horrors of what World War One was, and you know, seeing his friends in danger and people he's grown close to in danger, seeing them, you know, uh, just people laid out in front of them, people just being brutally murdered. Now, for PG thirteen, I thought they did a good job of getting the violence across without showing you, you know, everything. I, th- I think that's a really hard line to walk, and they did a damn good job with it. Also, it's interesting to see how he sees. You know, the the enemy just as these, like, literally as dragons in front of him and things to conquer. And how you get those little glimpses into what, um, in, into what would end up becoming, you know, the kind of the backdrop and the motivation uh, for Lord of the Rings down the road. It's really fascinating, too, how the, the group of friends he has, you know, they talk about this friendship, this fellowship that they have. Uh, you know, the Lord of the Rings comparisons they're definitely there obviously but it is cool how they kind of sprinkle them in you go oh all right this 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 works i just really found at the end of two hours i just didn't really feel like i had learned a lot more about tolkien which is a problem it really felt like more of a motive uh more of a validation for lord of the rings just kind of going oh you know war is what helped inspire this it didn't feel like i learned a lot more about Tolkien as a person, which I definitely have to ding it for because that's kind of the fucking point. So, wrapping up here, I saw this. I saw this at night. 
I don't think you need to pay full price for this. I think that is way too much. And but at the same time, it's slightly better than your average rental. So I'm kind of uh, kind of torn. I'm gonna give this a C plus because I think if you red box this or rent it on Amazon or you know or uh, iTunes, Vudu, whatever, whatever platform you use, I think you'd be content. I think you'd be happy. If you ran this at home, you'd go, oh, all right, that was cool. But you could wait for this to come on Netflix, too. I mean, it's nothing I would tell anyone to rush out and see, but there's enough stuff from a just pure film perspective that I went, you know what, this this works for me. So, yeah, I'm going to get a stick of that C+. But, guys, what did you think of Tolkien? Did you happen to get a chance to see it? Let us know what you thought. You can go ahead and like us uh, at the, on Facebook, pardon me, at The Real Pineapple. You can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. You can follow Colin on Twitter at TheRealO'Neal. And you can go ahead and like and subscribe to us at The Real Pineapple. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean, and Spotify. And I think I said it already, but just confirm SoundCloud as well at The Real Pineapple. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have reviews up this week for John Wick uh, Chapter 3, yes, as well as a review for the first uh, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi edition. And we're going to start reviewing all the Spider-Man films leading up to Far From Home this week. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.